Hello and welcome to Check on Chef with James Cochran and Dan Henry from 1251 in association with Sauce Shop. So what is our brand new podcast? Every week we'll be chatting with your favourite chefs, discussing what got them where they are today, their food loves, put together with six of their favourite songs chosen by them to represent all of this. Now, if you hear the occasional audio glitch, apologies, due to the COVID situation, we're obviously not recording all together in the same room. For our first ever episode, we are delighted to be joined by none other than Brighton's finest, Tom Griffiths. Tom, the creator and co-owner of Flank and Good Birds, has been an inspiration to many other street food wannabes. Tom tells us of starting out, opening Spitterfields before becoming part of the very successful market halls. Plus, he reveals his outrageous food creations. His choice of tunes, well, they're pretty good as well. Enjoy. Hello, Tom. How you doing, buddy? I'm very well. How you doing? Yeah, very good. Thank you. Is is James with us? Yeah, well, go on. Hello, mate. How's it going? Yeah, really good, mate. Really, really good, mate. Um, so first episode of uh, Check on I'm Chef. The first one. Um, Fuck. You are the first Jesus. one, mate. Welcome, welcome. Great. <laughs> okay, so let's just let's just go into it. So, um, everyone on on the podcast today, um, Tom Griffiths. So, tell us uh, where you're from, and um, yeah, backtrack on what you like growing up, etc. Um, my name is Thomas Griffiths. I am the owner of Flank and Good Birds um, in London. I am originally from uh, a little place called Rustington, um, very originally um, down on the south coast near Brighton. Um, I've lived in London for well, I don't know. Five years now, four years, five years. But I, I did live here for a brief bit, like back in the day. But my childhood, what was my childhood like? Um, so you grew, you grew up in Brighton. Yeah, was, it dis- up. was it was it disturbed? Was it disturbed? <laughs> nah, I had, I had I had a great childhood, man. Like I, I, you know what? Like when people say like, what was school like? I was like, great. It was it was fun. Um, yeah, I, I reckon if I had like a time machine, and I could go back to school. Like, like I don't know. It would be um, it would be awesome i think you could just do so much um stupid stuff again and there was no there was no pressures there was no there was like no worries about anything like like what's owning a restaurant what's national insurance and and paye like you don't have to worry about that like it's just it was just it was just it was just run around and and be i think we i think growing up one of my kind of i don't know if we're gonna go like early early memories but like i think it was just it was just chilled it was fun and uh, my brother's like four years younger than me and we we did used to do a lot of stuff together and it was great and then kind of in the teenage years i just wanted to play in a punk band and and pretend i was in jackass and run into a bush all the time um that was <laughs> that was that was about it really i don't really so what you were playing instruments and stuff as a child yeah, or? I, played, I played i played um guitar and bass and, and 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 all i wanted to do was play in punk rock bands that's all i wanted to do that's that's kind of from like yeah. the chefing thing kind of only came about because I needed the job. Like I wasn't one of the, I wasn't, yeah. I'm not one of those chefs that used to like be like, oh, you know, I all I want to be is a chef and 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 watch and watch load of um, chefy TV stuff and just all that's all I wanted. I never I never was that dude. I was I was I kind of got here by I needed a job um, because because yeah. I kind of sucked at everything else. Um, and I kind of was good at it, so I was like, all right, this this will do. Um, I don't know. So that's that's probably like that's the problem. But I think there's a massive resemblance between like playing in bands, being being in punk rock, and chefing. We're it's all kind of we're our lost boys. Like one of yeah, things man, me and, one of the things me and my business partner Ben say is like why 
what are we? And I think we are kind of like lost boys. We are, we, we, we don't really fit into anything. And I think if you kind of put a group of chefs like in an office, like, can you imagine it? I'm like, imagine me and James oh, God, go, and work, go and work in the office for a day. Me and James start I'll be, I'll be losing my mind. Off, not even losing our minds. I just think, I just think we'd be, I just think we'd just, <laughs> we'd just cause so much trouble. Like people, like, well, you can't say that. We'd be in HR every minute. Like, yeah, exactly. Um, it's it's just, definitely, Definitely, the chef industry is very the rock and roll lifestyle now, for sure, mate. It's yeah, it's not like it's, it's not like we live um, in a in a way that's sort of um, like outrageous or anything. But I think we 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 just have never really been taught rules and like how you know we have to sit in a certain place and do a certain job. I think it's a lot that, more freestyling, I guess. And that de- and that definitely portrays in your style of cooking, man. Like that, don't give a fuck attitude, man. If it tastes good, you just go for it, mate. Like flank. And Good Birds, mate, are definitely two powerhouses in the uh, street food game, man, for sure, man. Yeah, I, I, I think I've, I've definitely sort of gone going down a more of a street food sort of world and, and sort of still being in some, for some reason, being involved in the kind of, because I guess I did have like, I had the stint of the, the sort of my more high end end of um, yeah, chefing, yeah, yeah. but now I've just kind of like not giving a shit, and I'm like I'm not about that life. A because it's really hard to make good money from it, and B it's just it's quite stressful. I think I think having being in the street world is is a lot less strenuous. Yeah, um, and it's a lot more fun. I, I have a lot more fun. I think doing it. Yeah, yeah, agree, man. Like there's so many chefs out there that just like are like a two point zero of their like their previous restaurants and. I find a lot of res- lot of chefs, a lot of restaurants are not very individual and stand out, man. So hats off to yourself, man, because I love what you do, mate. Thanks, sure. brother. I think it's I think yeah. it's I think I think being fun and um doing outrageous naughty stuff. I also like I really do love my classic cooking as well, but I kind of like mixed it about. I'm guessing you saw my slap Donald yesterday. And I saw your and I saw your burnt custard tart, man, yeah. Yes. Fucking it's shat all over my bro. <laughs> <laughs> Would you, like, would, you, would, you, would you like some nutmeg with my tart? Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway. Um, I guess, like, getting back to, like, where, where you was in, in childhood, because I guess that was your first question, is, like, how how does that kind of make get to where I am now? I, don't, I, I Honestly, I can't tell you, but I just learned from all my mistakes. I think that's a really, like, yeah, a good, a good kind of grounding. Um, and I think it's, and I think I always look back at my childhood, like even yesterday doing that dish, that, that McDonald's like um, sausage egg McMuffin, I was literally just in the, in the corner shop um, getting, what was I buying? Oh, well, I was buying some washing up liquid and I saw a packet of, <laughs> I, put, I saw a packet of frazzles and I was like, fuck, I've not seen these in years. And I was just like, yeah. I'm going to make something <laughs> with them. I don't know what it's going to be, but I'm going to make something with it. And, and I just made that. And I thought, exo sauce, mushroom exo sauce, sausage muffin and frazzles will just be like a little food orgy. I think it was yeah, going to yeah. be... <laughs> Nostalgia. Yeah, just... Exactly, mate. So... Definitely my top definitely yeah. my top three, Chris, bro, for sure, mate. That, Is it really? Cheese mo- chi- that, cheese moments, and probably scabby fries, mate. Scam- scampy. No. Not scabby <laughs> fries, scampy fries. <laughs> <laughs> scabby fries. <laughs> So, okay, well that that brings us in nicely to the to the end of the question then. So, um, what kind of track sums up your um your childhood um, and um, and why? I, I guess this is like kind of growing up from being a, a, a young lad, being an adolescent um, idiot, um, and it's about growing up. And it's a song by Blink One Eight Two called "Damn It." Um, and yeah, it's, it basically just resembles my childhood skateboarding, playing playing punk bands, and being an idiot really, which I still am now.
sorry, Tom, man. Like, we understand, like, your style of food is, like, pretty kind of trash, barbecue-esque type vibes. And, of course, you went to Bromer's house with uh, Alex and with uh, Jackson. That style of food is pretty high-end. What made you that kind of that transition to kind of go into that style that's completely the pole opposite? I was in Brighton for a, for a good few years, and I ran this kind of um, little diner called New Club. Um, and I just it was kind of did my kind of time in London. Kept, went back down to Brighton, which is my hometown, and I wanted to kind of bring to like small plates and trash food down there. But they didn't, the owners didn't really get it. Like I was doing, I, I was like, this is going back what, in like 2011, 2012. And I was doing like um, Korean short ribs with like pistachios on top. And I was doing um, karaje like, deep fried wings in, in with like chicken fat butter to like all that sort of stuff. And I was going really like messy and sort of. Um, Fuck me, sounds good, bro. Like filth with it. I was just doing like filth, and this was like, this was like going back like eight, eight, nine years ago. And then obviously I came back to London, and I was and I, and obviously like I, I was working with Andrew and Jackson, and they were doing like quite refined stuff, which I know and I can I can do like I can work on the line or, or work on the pass and do that sort of stuff. But I always had this niggly thing in the back of my mind going, if I bring flank back, how can how what can I do with it? And the problem is, is when we opened up Spitalfields Market. Um, I was doing, I had the influence from Jackson and from, from Andrew and I was doing um, quite high-end stuff when, in retrospect, I wasn't making any money, dude. I wasn't, like, in Spitalfields, I wasn't making any money. And Ben, my yeah, business partner, enough. said to me, he went, dude, like, what's the top five things you want to eat when you're fucked up? And I was like, this, this, and this. <laughs> and and one of them was, like, my, my, my Nana's dumpling. Another one was this, like, um, like naan bread with, like, brisket on. And, 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 we basically just wrote a menu overnight and we went from making like a few, like, I don't know, a few grand a week to making like 10, 20, like making like 10 times that. So like, yeah, it man, was, amazing. it was just a case of like necessity and a case of going, Tom, do what you used to do best. And I think that's what it was. Like, I know what I'm good at and I know what I'm not good at. And I'm not, I'm not very good at like the real refined high end stuff. I wanted to be because I wanted to fit in. I wanted to fit into a certain type of niche of people, but I am not that guy. I am, I am like filthy trash food through and through. Yeah, man. And I'm, and I'm so true, man. And I'm proud of that now. Like I think it, was, it took me a long time to be to be proud of that and 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 be and hold my head above um, a certain niche of people and be like, do you know what? I'm not. I'm never going to get the Michelin star. I'm never going. I don't. But it took me a long time to kind of to kind of realize that and be like, do you know what? Be the best at your game in your street world, be the best at that. And there's nothing, yeah. there's nothing wrong with that. Like you can, if, if I was the CEO of, um, I don't know, honest burger, like that guy's worth millions now. He's done really well. And yeah, I'm sure yeah. he has a great life. And it's not all about, you know, what's what, who's got the best Instagram page. I don't think, I think it's really about your business skill, your acumen. And if you really enjoy what you do. Yeah. Happiness is the most important thing in a day, mate, isn't it? For yeah, sure. exactly. For sure. For sure. That's an amazing story, and it's it sounds absolutely ideal for your second song. Choice. Yeah, so um, my my, <laughs> my dad has been um, one of the biggest, biggest, biggest influences, and um, he has had my back through the day I opened Flank, which is in twenty fifteen, to where I am now. Even with lockdown, he's helped me. Um, and the track um, that has kind of brought that together in the story of where I am now is "Rebel Rebel" by David Bowie. Okay, back in the game, bruv. Okay, mate, so I'm going to hit you with a couple of questions now. 
the best food creation that you've come up with? Best food creation I've come up with. That, oh, that's such a massive question, man. I know. That's like <laughs> that, 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 like, so that, that, many. That, that, that you may have thought they may have put like flank on the map, or may have like for me, mine was my buttermilk jerk chicken. That kind of literally just, you know, what I mean, I was getting praised for fame Asher for that. That kind of put me on the map. And the thing we're going back before, I don't think man, you invented like, that, though, dude. No, I didn't invent it, man. <laughs> I, 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 just it, I, I, I just made it better. Than oh, no. You definitely ah. did. You definitely, I remember when I first ate it. I remember when I first ate it. I was like, I think I need to go have a moment in the bathroom myself. Um, it, was, it was quite special. Yeah. Um, so exactly. I guess I guess mine mine would have to be um, um, this dumpling. Um, it's kind of inspired by my, my granny's cooking. She did a lot of stews and things like that. Um, and I really wanted to do like a pie, but we we it just they just take a long time to make for the street setting we're in. Like we're in Spitalfields Market, we're doing hundreds of covers a day. So I wanted to do a steam pudding, but I wanted to do it quickly. And I was like, how do I do this? So we basically made a suet a suet pudding, but balled the ox cheek and the um, shins and everything inside, balled it up, mm. wrapped it round, steamed it, and then put a sauce over the top. But when it came out of the steamer. We then deep, like deep, well, not deep, shallow fried it in um, beef dripping, so it crisp on the outside, and that, and that went, and that went really like people, people talk about that a lot. It's, it's kind of a one that people talk about, not necessarily a big seller because we have a burger on the menu. You know what happens when the yeah, burger yeah, on the course, menu? Mate. It goes, it goes um, <laughs> bonkers. It does. Um, I, other than that, maybe the um, bone marrow creme caramel. That's that's been a pretty. Pretty saucy number. I think that's that was that was took that took months though to get right. So um, still still isn't perfect, but it's definitely something that I'm really kind of proud of. But I'd say the dumpling for sure. And then um, what's like your your must have must have ingredient for your style of cooking? Something a bit unusual that people want to know about. I'm I'm a massive fan of using 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 fats. Like I'm kind of um, I because because we use like whole animal cooking. Um, and we we use the fat for everything, so it yeah, it does flavor bombs, isn't they? Yeah, and it, it's what it, the flavors that it, it incorporates in loads of stuff. So, like for instance, we'll make um, we'll take all the like all the crispy bits off beef tanner, and I'll blitz that with soy sauce and glaze that on things, and it's just it's kind of like umami on on another level. And I think yeah, we use I'm really big fan of using pork fats, pig fats, um, chicken fats, like any anything I can get hold of, and I, I will take every bit off that I can and then use that fat for something else. And I think it's, instead of using veg oil, because a veg oil is expensive, like, you know, 20, 20 quid a drum when you can just break down your animal and use that. So I'm, yeah, a big fan of fats. And it's the yeah. thing about this industry, this day and age, man, like you go to these restaurants and chefs, they know prime cuts. A lot of chefs don't know with all the pots you use up whole animals, man. And, and that's what a massive thing is missing in the industry mm. this day and age, man. So it's a great talent for you to have. For sure. Are we going to hit in the next track? Yeah, a track that you that you love to cook to. Big one in the kitchen. There's always music playing in most yeah, kitchens, all right? The time. The track, the track you love to um, cook to. I think this is the one we smashed out at Spitfields Market when we had the biggest queue ever, um, and it was acting <laughs> crazy by Action Bronson. Um, Bam Bam was is an absolute slammer for this. So that's my track. Okay, bruv, so we know you're doing great things for your restaurant, but hit me with, like, two or three restaurants. That means a lot to you. It stands out. Some, like, memories might be, or just, like, you've had some really good, solid cooking. Could be anywhere in the world, mate. 
Oh, this is this is like it's a it's huge question. Yeah, all right. I guess so. I, I love this question. A, it's it's sort of like what 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 do you go back to and and time and time again and just go oh yeah that's that's um, mega. Um, oh god, this it's a tough one. This man, is really it, really tricky. So one one place I go back to all the time is the chili pickle in Brighton. Um, I lived yeah, in Brighton. I've been, there, man. I've been lived in Brighton a long time, and um, Dawn and Alan are amazing people. Their husband wife team. They their food. He's worked, He's been there for like what? Been there maybe fifteen, ten, fifteen years now, and they to this day are still working on the front line nonstop every single day. And the food they put out there is exceptional. Um, it's in, 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 food, in, is it? food. Um, and it's just it's just their tally. Like they do this lunchtime tally for a tenner. And you will not get a better one in, like even in London, you won't get like I, I hands down think it is the best in food ever. Wow. What did what, what did they do something Gordon Ramsay or something back in the day? No. I think you're thinking of Mama <laughs> Sherry's um, Soul Shack. Possibly. Do you remember what you remember yeah. that episode where she went? Oh, that's funny. Um, so, so that's <laughs> that's that's definitely that's definitely a place that um, I absolutely absolutely love. Um, and another one is um, I've been there twice, um, and it's something that sticks in me, like will stick in me for for a long time. It is. Um, John's of Bleecker, which is in New York City um, on Bleecker Street. Um, it's the best pizza you'll ever have. Like, it's 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 unreal. Like, I, I've not, not I've not had pizza like it. What's the standout? What's the standout it's about a, it? It's like, a shithole for a start. The, the, the like, it's, a, it's an absolute shithole. <laughs> yeah. But it's just they just cook. They they just cook on. They cook on wood, and it's but it's really crispy. It's not like these like wet flannels that we have in London. Like I don't. I get. I have a bit of a problem with like London pizza. <laughs> it's kind of sourdough thing they've got coming on because it's just like wet it's yeah. really really wet and it's sort of hard, kind of not hardly cooked sometimes and this sort of stuff is really solid really crispy base um and the yeah. sauce is unreal pizza is so personal to people isn't it man yeah i think pizza is probably pizza is one of my favorite fucking things to eat pizza, as well, man. Pizza and, uh... when you're a bit drunk and you just or hung or hung over like cold pizza i love it absolutely love yeah, it it's, it's, it's and my last man. last yeah. place is silk road for chinese um, yeah, boy. That is fucking love that place, that is, mate. That is, that is, oh my god, god I can't believe you've chosen this. Charles on it every week. Yeah, 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 yeah. Until fucking lockdown. I know, up, I know. It's proper, proper. It's ultimate. It's ultimate. Exactly what it says on the tin, bro. It's just exactly what it says on the tin, mate. It's fucking good value. Oh, it's so it's cheap. Just... Like you're, and I spend a tenner yeah. there max, and I walk out. I yeah. walk out like enough for a week. And there's like there's noodles and like yeah, it's the lamb shish. Oh, it's unbelievable. So yeah, I'm I'm all about yeah. that place. It's a it's a great great. What's what's the standard Tom order from Silk Road? Standard, I don't know. I I change it every time. <laughs> always like yeah, yeah so, I did. I think I definitely go for um. Um, the noodles and it's like a shrimp paste like I don't know what it is um, and I go, always have a bit of offal as well yeah um, man yeah they do it well they do they? they do they do you know what they're great the service is absolutely dog shit but they are yeah they don't give a fuck they don't give a fuck what do you want you're like this they go okay and they come back and it comes it comes within like 10 seconds um, yeah. And then you get it, and then they bring you the bill without even you asking because they because they're so busy, like they are. Yeah, yeah, they yeah, want yeah. You In and yeah. out, and yeah. I get it. I respect it. You know, I do respect it's it. Like, it's, that, it's that Chinese culture, it man. In and out. Yeah, bro. yeah. Like, yeah. oh, it's an actual, it's an actual restaurant. Yeah, boy. Ooh. 
Uh, I've always thought is because the way you talk about it, I thought no, it was like a takeaway right, shot. <laughs> it, could, it, could, it, could be, it could be a takeaway shot, mate. Because literally, you go in there, it's playing the food, and just tell you to get out. Yeah, there. It's, yeah, it's all. But I think it's. I think like they they don't they don't want they don't care about being you know the best place for service or whatever. They're just there no. to make money, churn some good food out, and have a good time. And 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 you go there for a bit of grub. You don't go there for a date night, you know. No, exactly. Oh, yeah. Um, Jay Winnie got a banger review as well, man. And then you got fucking you got amazing pub in Camberwell called the Hermit's Cave. So, if anyone, mate, Silk Road Hermit's Cave on a Friday, Saturday, open to two a.m. and the pints are still three pound fifty. I know. It's, so, mate, it's get mega. Southeast London is where it's yeah, at. And it, yeah, and it's a proper like it's a proper South London pub, mate. It's a banger. We should go down. Anyway, mate. Um, yeah, we should. Yeah. <laughs> so, just going back to the, uh, the the place in in New York. What what do you what's your thoughts on? Um... Oh, New York food scene and stuff like that. You mean it's, yeah, it's unbelievable, the York, right? New York, the, New York, the difference between the New York food scene and the London food scene, is, and, and this is something I really stand by, is that in, in New York, they have a lot of places that are kind of off a beaten track and no thrills, no nonsense. They are shitholes. They are, they're not, they're not, they don't care to be anything, but they're the places that have the queues around the corner. Yeah. Now in London, we don't really have a lot of those kind of places. We, I, I just mentioned, no, we I just mentioned Silk Road. I know there's Bagel Bake. I know there's a few others, but do you know what? There's Most the... of it's about glorified kind of these like the places that big hospitality put out for the new restaurant opening or whatever. Like we don't have a, a really strong heritage of like kind of off the beaten track little restaurants. I know we have the classic restaurants like Scotts and yeah. um, the Greeny Grill and things like that, but we don't have little tiny places. <laughs> that all chefs go to and there's queues outside for, for miles and end. And I don't know why that is. True. I don't know why that is. Maybe we just kind of, we've kind of turned our nose up at them um, and we've made a really gentrified sector. But I kind of, uh, when I look at like what Frank will be when it opens its restaurant, it's not going to be um, big thrills. A bit like even 1251, it's not a place that's got like tablecloths and it's all like snazzy yeah, and stuff. Exactly. You guys did it on a shoestring. Um, so, yeah, exactly. so I think there's, I think there's a lot to be said for like just, just, just doing good food and not caring. And I think that's, I think that's what, what I really, really like kind of believe in now. I think just open something and just go with it and just, if your food's good enough, people come. And is that in the pipe? And is, yeah, is that in the pipeline, bro? Yeah, definitely. Me and me and Ben are looking at the minute. Even with lockdown happening, there is plenty of opportunity. So yeah, fuck yeah, bro. I'm sure. There so is, we are. I'm we sure are. There is, we mate. are on the hunt, and we will be. We will be southeast London. That is. That is the. That is the plan. Um, Wagwan, that's bro. Be it. Heard it. Heard it. Heard it. First, <laughs> people, yes, mate. South southeast London, London will be. Flag, will be slash good birds, man. It's going to be <laughs> off the fucking chart. Can't wait. It's, we will be fun. So well, so just go on the history of, of of flank a little bit then. So like, so you start when what you started flank 15, in two thousand and fifteen in a dumpy pub. Two thousand fifteen, um, a really really dumpy yeah. pub called the Royal Sovereign, and I did a pop up there for about uh, eighteen months, two two years. And it was yeah, your own yeah. concept, or it was you no, and your was, business just, partners? Just me on my own. I've worked, literally worked on my own with um, one a kitchen porter. Um, and I had yeah. a girl kind of help me on a Sunday because it got a bit busier. And that was it. Um, and I did that for about, yeah, about 18 months um, to two years. Um, and, yeah, it was great. It was – I just – all I did, wanted to do was cook. I had enough of working for these people. They were absolutely, like – they were just weren't – they just weren't – they just weren't visionaries. They weren't They weren't from the hospital industry. They were anchors and stuff. That was just wanted to open um, 
kind of well. We won't talk about James, but about bankers. But yeah, exactly, um, bro. Yeah, but, 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 but I think, <laughs> I think they, they just didn't see the vision. So I went and did it on my own. I had a little bit of money, a little bit of a tiny little bit of help, and I went, right, let's do it. I did this pop up, and then um, I came to London a bit of time later because I wanted to do something. I kind of wanted to bring it here, but didn't have the financial support. So then I went to Brunswick House, and then sort of got a Nuno Mendes was like Tom come and do come and do Spitfields Market and then Ben joined the business partner joined and we kind of turned it around from being quite um restauranty vibe to more doing like tr- like full-on trash and, uh, and I kind of haven't looked back since and then Good yeah. Birds has happened since then um which is a chicken concept it's it's just chicken and loads of sauces I can't really say much more other than that it's just um, it's absolutely delicious. Yeah, yeah it's great, it's man. Fucking really good, man. Really, really like it, mate. Yeah. Do you think you'll ever play with Brighton, bro? Do you reckon I'll go back to Brighton? Yeah, of course. Definitely. Yeah. I get I get people, I'd say like once a month, someone will ask me, like, when are you coming back to Brighton? And what would you do? Flank down there? Would you do, like, see if you can do, if you're going to open up your flank in South East, you could do something completely different concept where you're just going to basically bring flank to Brighton, basically. I would, I would, I would probably, I'd probably never. I'd probably never open more than one flank unless it was more filthy flanks. But if there's a flank restaurant, there's only one. Yeah, um, man, true. Like same with twelve to one. I'd only, there'd only be one, and I think, I think it'd just be that's where you were. unless like I move site or something. But there'd only be one because I'd be in there, and it'd be a menu devised by the team, and we'd change it all the time, and it would just be, it'd just be a hub. It'd be a soulful place. It'd be a community place, and I think, I think if you try and open loads of, play, if you if you've got a really unique kind of brand that's always changing, it's very difficult to open multiples of them, and that's why I came up with Good Birds because Good Birds I can roll out loads of them because it is one one concept, one dream, one one style, no no messing about. Um, yeah, yeah it, it's like it's like Nando's on acid, isn't it? Yeah, I guess so. It's it's it's, it's <laughs> Nando's Nando, on acid. Nando, Nando's Nando's, 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 Nando's on a trip. <laughs> Get that done. Get that in your business plan, bro. I did did take like loads of loads of loads of stuff from from them, like all kinds of different chicken shops. I was just like, the thing is, we've got we've got loads of burger concepts, right? We've got I could name you hundreds of burger concepts, um, and they're really there's a lot of them. There's a lot of good ones. There's a lot of amazing ones. Not a lot of not so good ones. But in terms of chicken, in terms of grilled rotisserie chicken, there is only one, and that's Nando's. Mm. There's um, Casta Frango. But they, they've only got a couple of sites. But I think their sort of their uh, their market is a bit more high end. Um, but okay. in terms of like yeah. the way I see Good Birds being, it's like I'm I want to see it in like a in like a multiplex where there's a cinema and stuff. I want to see it in um, a high street in Luton. I want to see it in an airport. You know what I mean? I don't I don't, <laughs> yeah, no, I don't give a fuck where it is. Mm. I want everyone to eat it. I'm not one of these. I'm not I'm not precious about what kind of people eat my food. I want everyone to eat, it. and I think that's I think there's a lot to be said for. Just not trying to be so precious about your brand being this like ide- ideology thing, yeah. which is for, for yeah, a certain man. style of people. I'm like, nah. If if you if you're from um, Wigan and you like chicken, then come and eat n- good birds. Yeah. Well, I said Nando's. For anyone then. and everyone. Twelve fifty. Twelve fifty one. Motto, mate. Anyone, anyone and everyone. everyone. Yes, yeah, that's our concept. Twelve fifty one. Anyone and everyone. Man, I'm just going to ask you a question. Yeah. Here, okay. So. Again, like we understand, people now understand kind of flank what good birds is about. Have you got like a top three like? Burger, smoked meat, smoked meat kind of places in London that you would recommend people to go and try out apart from yours. Burger, burger, smoked meat. Oh, I, I love, I, I, I absolutely love um, smoke stack for the for the brisket, yeah, those bro. little brisket, and they use the, those little Chinese sticky rolls. That's that's pretty pretty banging. Um, 
Sticky toy puddings. Yeah, the that's, 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 that's insane. Yeah. Um, burger wise, burger wise, burger wise. Okay. This is this is a this is a, this is there's two. Okay. Four legs in um in Hackney is unbelievable. They do like one burger, and it's it's really really special. That's one. The other one is probably the burger is consistently good. Um. And I quite like it, and it's but it's got a kind of memory for me because I've done stuff with them before, and I can stay there till two, three, four, five, maybe in the morning sometimes, which is meat liquor. Um, I, <laughs> I, I, you know, like meat liquor. Meat liquor <laughs> does what it does, you know. But you could, yeah, exactly. like the amount of times I've gone to that place, like out of my mind, and I've been looked after, and I can have a burger. It's it's the whole package. I think. I think they've got. I think they've yeah, got it man. really, really right. I think meat liquor. Um, yeah, for sure, man. Have you been to the yes, site in yeah, Islington? We're going to get. We're actually going to open next. We're like an old old Citroen garage, um, which we put an offer in uh, next door to. There was a like an Italian restaurant, which was really really cool. We put an offer. That's right. In yeah. Um, yeah, I've been to that one. I like Boyd Boyd Collins a lot. Um, he sadly left the company now, but he is an absolute legend. Okay, okay, man. Bl- yeah. I just want to shout out to Bleaker Street Burgers. They're pretty good as well, mate. Fucking massive fan of them as well. Anyway, bruv. It's interesting, Tom. Sorry, just on, on final question on that. So so street food, I mean, I'm not saying, you know, you, you're at market halls and you're at Spitterfields and, and street food's been like a, you know, street feast coming in and curb, uh, curb and et cetera. Like the last, like, I don't know, I mean, not less than 10 years, but let's say five to eight years, the explosion of street foods in this, uh, especially in London, um, has been amazing. What's your what's your take on it? What's your thoughts on on, on street foods and the and what what's happened um, over the past few years? I think it's it? absolutely amazing how people with not a lot of startup money can can produce food out of anything. I think that's a really really special yeah, thing. The only thing I'm not for is the exploitation of gentrification, and I think I'm I'm a part of it. And I think um, we've just got to be very, very careful that we don't we don't ruin people's livelihoods by exploiting them too much. And and what I mean by that is, obviously, we've got a lot of big, massive operators that have, have opened, um, which house, which will house um, certain. Are you still, are you still there? Oh, sorry. I, I just went <laughs> yeah, yeah. really quiet. I was like, oh, <laughs> We were just, we were yeah, just listening, sorry. brother. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, man, um, it's, it's interesting. Got, it's really interesting. Obviously, some massive, massive <laughs> operators that have, have taken these huge sites and they're putting um, all kinds of brands in. Now, if we if we exploit this too much and we take too much from them, um, i.e. percentages or ground rents or whatever, um, what we're going to find is that these people can't afford to be there anymore and they will fizzle out and we'll be left with the big dogs that we had in the first place, a bit like you go to a shopping center and you've got Mackie's in there, you've got KFC, you've got all those, you know, big high end things. And they will just be replaced in these market street places. If, if we exploit it too much, and we've yeah. just got to be, we've got to be careful that we don't, I know they're giving us a platform um, and it's a great place to be, but I do find that these, these rents are getting bigger and bigger and bigger because other investors get involved private equities are getting involved and they're just taking a little bit more out of the, out of the pie and you take more out of the pie. It's gone eventually. Um, and we just got to be careful that we, even with you guys, like with landlords and things like that, it's, it's, we're finding now, especially with, with what's happening in lockdown is that we're going to have to change the whole game anyway. Um, and take away and all that sort of stuff is going to be, it's going to be, it's going to explode in a different, different way. 
it's an amazing yeah, opportunity, right? I, I think it has to be. Yeah, and I really, I, really I hope think, it's done I think, properly. I I'm, I'm like, I'm so grateful to have the opportunities I've had within, within Market Halls. They're a great team. Um, I think they're, they're, they, they put together an amazing package, but I can just see the next wave of this, um, more, more investors kind of getting involved and making another version of a market halls and it's just going to get downplayed and it's going to become like anything oversaturated and overused and it becomes boring and dull so it's just going to go i reckon in the next five five ten years you'll see um a real change in in the market hall scene oh someone's there um about I, it. I just, I think that's like my last point on the whole market thing. Again, if we go back to America, is that they have a real. Um, I think we just we we kind of have put these um, street food things in because they they seem cool, right? Some of them have some of them have like real integral yeah. parts of um, London, and they've yeah. been here a long time. But a lot of them have just kind of popped in because it's like a trend. If you go into like LA and look at some of the food markets in there, they've been there since like the sixties, you know. Um, and I think, I think, I mean, yeah. and then you go to like Southeast Asia and you go to some of the markets there, it's part of their society. It's like, it's been there hundreds yeah, of years. Exactly. So I think we, 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 we're just creating, um, platforms opposed to, it's not, it's not traditionally street food. I, I think people try and pigeonhole it into like being like it should be. There was an article in the Guardian saying how, how it should be like Southeast Asia. Well, you're not going to get a burger for a pound. It's not going to happen. Like, it's it's yeah, it's central exactly. London. It's one yeah. of the most expensive places to live in the world. Like it is going to be expensive, but it does what it does do. It gives a platform for chefs to come up with their own new concepts, try and get investments to open other stuff, and also for people to go there, have a good time, and order as many different concepts they want and sit on the same table. And I think that's a great thing. Amazing. Uh, so amazing, Tom. So on that bit there, the pick a song then that reminds you of the uh, the good times, good times out and about. Out and about. Um, Smokestack Lightning by Howling Wolf. And what what in, oh, just, what does it remind you of? Like, when I've had, I've had times a few gone by, crazy nights out and whatever. And when you come back and I put that track on, it's just it's just kind of, it's just kind of nice to chill out to. It's just it's just it's just reminiscing. I think How- Howling Wolf is one of the best blues artists yeah. ever lived. He's he's just awesome, and I think he just yeah, it's great. Okay, so we're coming to the end of the podcast, our first episode, and this is uh, mine and James's favourite part. It's the quick fire round. So, Tom, first answer that comes in your head, you haven't got okay. a second to think about it, okay? Here we go. First question. Brighton or London? Brighton. Momofuku or Mission Chinese Mission food? Chinese. Good choice. First celebrity crush? Tom Hardy. <laughs> oh! <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah, Tom Hardy! <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's, he... <laughs> I don't know. Where did that, where did that come from? <laughs> it came from the noise up. I, I, I can just do it. I, I get told to do an impression of him a lot. So, so um, yeah, you showed me the other I, day, I, bro. I, 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 so yeah, he's my. He's. I'd love to. He'd be. He'd be. I'd make man babies with him. So yeah, that's it. Celebrity crush. Fuck. I don't know. I don't. Well, now you know, yeah. guys. Now you know. Yeah, exactly. That's it. One, yeah. one answer. Cool. Well, 
Okay, mate. So we're going um, to shut this down pretty air. soon, bro. <laughs> and we'll be posting that on all platforms very soon. Um, okay, so... Yeah, thank you so much. To... <laughs> so what's next for you now, mate? What's the future hold? Um, what's next for me is get back into work once we reopen. Um, head down, crack on, make some money back we've lost because we've lost a lot, which I'm sure you guys have. Um, once we've got back there, it's time to open Flank Restaurant. Um, and Ben will be, be cracking on with... Um, taking good birds a little bit further and I'm going to be cracking on getting flanked to where it needs to be. So it's just, just head down, head down and smash it out really. I think at the minute it's, it's really about keeping your head above water. I try to, I try to be a bit optimistic and see the bigger picture, but it's quite hard when, when with what's happened, but you know, it's not going to stop me following, chasing those dreams and, and going hard. Well, Absolutely. Tom, mate, dear friend, mate, absolute lovely chef. Beautiful restaurant. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on. Uh, Thank you, Jeff, mate. Yeah, absolutely. And um, and I guess one more track. So my last track is a band I I've recently stumbled across. Um, they're called Holy Fawn, and the song's called Blood Pact. And I think it just resembles like we all stick together. I think the great thing about our industry is that I could call you, James, if I've got a problem or I've got I need something or whatever. You'll yeah, have my back. And just like any other chef, I think it's. It's very different to any other industry. I find that we all we all really do have each other's back. We're all big community and it's lovely. So Blood Pack by Holly Fawn. Peace, Peace out, out, man. Take care, all right. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Tom. Have a thank you, mate. Take care. Wowza, Tom Hardy, um, who would have known? Um, well, that, that, that's it for our first episode. Um, thank you so much for listening. We will be back next week with another legend that is Ellis Barry. Uh, massive thanks again to Tom. Check out the creations he has mentioned via his Instagram and give him a follow. Just go to at Tom underscore Griffiths underscore. Um, there will also be a list of all the restaurants that Tom and James have discussed in the podcast bio. Stay safe. Bye for now.